All right. All right. <laughs> All righty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Frankie's Talk. And here today, we have got the most energized person I have ever met in my life. His name is Adam, the Bitcoin Meister. So, Adam Meister, tell us a bit more about yourself. That is my real name, Adam Meister. Some people think, oh, what's your real, what's your real last name? I know that's, thank God, my family was given that last name when they came to America over uh, 110 years ago, whatever it was, 1904. Um, yeah, I am, I'm traveling around the United States. I'm in Salt Lake City right now, and I am pumped to be here. I love talking Bitcoin. <laughs> Obviously, Bitcoin, uh, as of this recording, is doing quite, it's over 60,000 American dollars, so... But I'm always mm -hmm. happy. With, I'm always happy with Bitcoin. When I was hanging out with you in 2019 in Australia, Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin was, uh, was probably under ten thousand dollars then, I think. And yeah, I, it I was, was under ten. Yeah, I think it was like nine thousand dollars. I was fine then because I knew we were one day closer to returning to the all-time high. We're always one day closer to returning to the all-time high. So <laughs> I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. To be Oh, good, good. I'm so happy to have you on. And exactly like what you just mentioned, we had the absolute amazing time when we were able to hang out in Sydney. And actually, you had one of the most coolest things that I've noticed, and I haven't seen anybody else do in a while. You didn't have a phone, and you didn't have anything. And I remember because I was like, where the hell is Adam? He's taking so long to get here. And I'm like, wait a minute, how the hell do I contact him? I have no way of contacting you. Tell us more about that. Well, I, I don't like phones. Uh, that, was, that was probably the night of the movie premiere. Um, yeah. we, we watched a, a Bitcoin movie in a theater in Australia. I know people don't go to, are scared to go into theaters now or something like that. But in the old days, we, we could even watch Bitcoin movies. But I, no, I never liked phones. People are addicted to their darn phones. So I set up my laptop in a way that I can do free American and Canadian phone calls uh, through Google through Google phone and stuff. So my phone is my laptop up until a point. Something has happened since we last spoke, actually, um, oh. or since we last hung out. I uh, I work well. There's a, a, a an entity out there, and maybe you should contact them. Coin Beast, and they like to teach people Bitcoin basics, and they wanted me to make their TikTok videos for them. So the beginning of starting at well, the end of 2020, I started making TikTok videos for them. Like the spastic, I mean, you can imagine how energetic I am. They, they <laughs> I thought know. I was the perfect guy for these. Not, not that I like TikTok at all. It's the most mindless, horrible thing out there. Oh, TikTok was where they were getting into Dogecoin, like um, unbelievably. But I was like, I was telling people, Dogecoin is for you impulsive people. Bitcoin's for the long-term thinking. But the only way I could make Bitcoin videos for CoinBeast was if I had a phone. And so I was like, well, if you want me to do this, you're going to get me a phone. So they got me a phone. So I actually have a phone now, a smartphone. I don't use it to call anyone. I, I just use it to get on the internet. So I use my laptop to call people, my phone I, to make TikTok, to make to, to just check the internet here and there. But you no, know, I, don't, I don't walk around with the phone. The phone is still, it, it's something that I, I, I keep uh, hidden, <laughs> basically. But so I, I use things a little differently. I don't, I'm, I never liked the, ever since cell phones came about, I've been worried about the brain cancer and, and, and stuff like that. I, I don't know. And it, it just, it seems like it's too, too much electricity, electric, uh, digital right near your head or near your, some people keep it near their butt or near their private areas. And you, don't want, you don't want the radiation down there. You don't need the radiation here. Oh or there. yeah. I, I can actually touch that point. You are a hundred percent right. Because when people have, let's say for example, their phone, in their pocket. Let's say for a guy, he has his phone in his pocket all the time. Um, he'll probably have trouble having kids purely oh, yeah. because of the EMFs and things like that. So yeah, we're very, very EMF um, sensitive, but people don't understand that. Like when they're having it in their pocket or whenever they're carrying around, I actually have a special bag that I carry my phone in. So it cancels out all EMFs. So only when I pull it out is when I'll get text messages coming through. There you go. Be better safe yeah. than sorry with those things. Who knows what they're going to find out in 50 years. It's, we're, we're, all, we're all guinea pigs. <laughs> now they, I mean, it, it's convenient to have, a, you know, a computer on your hand at, at all times. But man, the youth of today, they're just staring at that stuff. I mean, it, it's, and I, I want nothing to do. I don't, I don't want to be like that at all. And so again, I, I 
I keep it here as a, a you know, it, it's just a computer for me. That, that, that's all every once in a while. I don't, have, I don't have any phone service hooked up to it. I don't have my Twitter account on it because I don't want to type in any passwords into it just in case it gets lost one day, just in case it gets yeah. stolen. Um, I will do, I, I did this. I put a, M, a moon wallet on it, M-U-U-N. Uh, and that was my first experience with Lightning Network. So that, th that I will say, I did, that's the only, like I have uh, $25 worth of Bitcoin on it or something like that. If anyone wants to jack me, that, there, you have a $25, <laughs> my phones were 25 bucks to you, okay? Um, that, that, that I experimented because you need, some of these Lightning wallets, you need a phone and everything. So that, that, that came in handy, but no, it's not, mm -hmm. I don't use it. I don't use it as a phone. I have not hooked up my Google phone number to that at all. I want nothing to do with my Google or anything. I don't want anybody stealing any important information of mine. But if you lose, <laughs> if you lose the phone, you're in trouble. I mean, it's just, yeah. and I tell people don't store Bitcoin, a significant amount of Bitcoin on your phone because I, I, I just don't trust it. I just don't, don't trust it. So I've got 25 bucks that someone, someone very graciously contributed to the show. He's like, I want you to do Lightning Network because I haven't really, since I'm such a big saver, I don't, with Lightning Network, I admire it from a distance. I don't want to spend any Bitcoin at all. But so someone just like, you got to try it. And so they sent me 25 bucks. So that was, whatever <laughs> it is, 25, 30, 33, I forgot now. 33, who knows? It changes all I, the time. I actually really love the Lightning Network. I think it's absolutely brilliant. You know, it, it was fun. A, it, it was, it was yeah. so instantaneous. That was cool to see. It was cool to see. It cool. Yeah. It's even the same, like some of my clients pay me in Bitcoin and it's like one of those things where, you know, I can just extend that exact amount and they don't have to do anything. They just have to, you know, follow the process within that. And that's so much more easier. It's just, oh, it's so much more cleaner from a UX and a user experience side of things, you know? So no, I absolutely love it. But let's go a little bit. I want to understand how the hell did you find out about Bitcoin? Like, what got you into the space? When well, did you get into the space? I got into. <laughs> I bought my first two Bitcoin in November of 2013. So we're we're getting up on the eight year anniversary. Of wow. That. Um, I it was like November 6th. It was before our Thanksgiving here in America. So I was. November 16th, November 20th, something like, I, I can look it up. It's, it's written down, but get, getting close to the eight, eight year anniversary. I had heard about it definitely in 2012, probably in 2011, probably in 2011. And uh, the reason I, I heard about it, I, I, I know I, I would go to alternative uh, economic websites. I was into economics and uh, obviously into the internet. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and, and technology. So I, uh, I yeah, and some of these, alternative economic websites were such doomers like the world's going to end the, the, get gold you know go live in your basement blah 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 but uh at least one of them probably two of them started talking about bitcoin and uh it just it seemed cool to me because i after you know ec after the economic crisis of 2008 2009 is when i got into the alternative economic websites and started learning that you didn't have to rely you know like most people, you think the state government is just a natural thing. It's there. It's awesome. It's there. It's great. You don't envision a world without it. And 2008, 2009 opened my mind to that kind of thinking, which got me into these mm. alternative websites. And thus, when I found out about a stateless money, I was like, this is great. This is, this is cool. Um, the, the, the whole, the decentralization part of it and even the unconfiscatable part of it, I didn't, even care about then uh, the, the technology part digital stateless money so I, I admired the digital aspect and the stateless aspect but I was too scared to, to buy any and you know the first two years uh, if and so and, and I was hearing about hacks and this and Mount Gox and you know wiring your money to Japan and let me tell you uh, people from people from different countries are used to wiring money to other countries Americans uh-uh not used to that at all. So Adam was not going to do that. And that, that was, you know, when I just mildly hearing about, you know, wiring money to Japan, that was it. No, 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 no. You know, stateless digital money, it seems cool. And then there was a couple times, like I heard it in 2013, it pumped to 200. I'm like, well, maybe I missed out on this thing, you know, maybe, uh, but lucky for me, uh, Coinbase came around in November of 2013. And I was like, it's easy now. I don't have to wire anything and it's pumping again. It's 400, 500. And I was visiting a friend in Detroit and um, 
I was, I was quite paranoid about the place I was staying at, uh, and uh, that it was that there was a the, the, the woman I was staying with had an ex-husband, uh, someone she was divorcing, who was had he was technologically sophisticated. So I, I thought maybe he had the place uh, hacked or something. So I didn't want to type in any credit <laughs> cards when I was at her house. That, that's why. But so I waited until I left Detroit, got back to Baltimore, bought my first two Bitcoin, and the rest is freaking history. I never sold those two Bitcoin. I still got every single freaking Bitcoin that I ever purchased. And that Thanksgiving, which was again about ten days later or whenever it was, I was telling all my friends, "Look, I bought this thing. It was like six hundred and forty dollars a piece. I bought two of them, and it's already gotten up to nine hundred because it was during a pump. I was buying. I had FOMO. I had FOMO during a pump. I, I went through everything that all the newbies go through. Like, oh, I missed out. Oh, wait, it's pumping. I can't miss it. I, I'm fear of missing out now. And then afterwards, you know, 2014 came around, and it started going down, down, down. But I did not panic. I bought more, not that much more right away, but I bought more. And that was, that was the difference between me and so many other people. So many people, when it starts going down and it does go down and it does, it goes down on most days, for God's sakes, you got, you got to be used to this. Mm. Okay? Um, it, I, I didn't panic. I, I kept it. Um, I, I, I mean, I was, and I was still buying. I was still, I was, not only did I have a strong hand, I was still buying. Now it was, there were some difficult times. I mean, it got down to 200 bucks a few times. And <laughs> I, I bought, I, I should have bought more, but I, I bought, I bought some, but it, I, I was, you know, worried, but there were, I did my research, I learned and there were, I was convinced there is no way this thing is going to zero because back in 2015, when it was dropping to $200, less than $200 a couple of days, there were people like it's going to zero. Now, only insane people say it's going to go to zero. It's not, it is, it is part of the fabric of humanity now. Okay. The, the, the very fat, pound that like button for that saying that I just made up. All right. Uh, it is part of the fabric of humanity. But uh, no, in 2015, I was, I, I was not fearful that, I mean, there were plenty of people that were fearful of that. There were, I mean, I was on the forums. People would, I mean, think back. The high that Bitcoin got to at the end of 2013 was around $1,100. And there mm -hmm. were people that would just make fun of it. You bought it at 11. Now, I didn't buy it at 1100 but I would read, other people would say, all those idiots who bought it at 1100 they would call them idiots. Now we look back, the people who bought it at 1100 900 800 and not, everybody, the people would be made fun of, they're buying at 700 or geniuses now, if they if they held on, or very rich right now, if they, they held on, okay? Um, because there were, there were plenty of people who spent $7,000 and they bought 10 Bitcoin and, and now it's $600,000 if they held on. There, unfortunately, there are more people that regret uh, selling uh, that, that, than that have held on since, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've gone through this, I've gone through this twice now with, with peaks. I, I was there for the 2013 peak. I was there for the 2017 peak. And now I'm here for the 20, 2021 peak. I was there for 2016 having, 2020 having. Um, <laughs> so I, I've seen every conceivable thing. I've seen the FUD repeated over and over again. The every year there was China FUD. Every year there was like, China's doing this, China's doing that. We must worship China. Anything that comes out of China is important. Now, now, even if you're in Australia and Australians now worship China because they're just as totalitarian as China, <laughs> the government of China, oh, yeah. the, the government of Australia has followed the way of China and it is a disgrace. It is a disgrace to the great people of Australia that their, their government is as disgraceful as uh, China. But I digress. China is weak. China, in terms of Bitcoin, who cares? It, it, the mining is now all going to the United States. Great. That's awesome. It's, it's, they can't use the FUD that China's going to close down all the mining anymore. There is no mining in China anymore or something like that. But over the years, my Lord, how people have panicked on China news. And now mm -hmm. China has, has really got a loser, well, not a loser mentality, an authoritarian mentality, because they don't want their people to have economic freedom. They don't want them to have that on-ramp to get out of their digital yuan which maybe you guys will be using in Australia soon. Um, maybe China will force it upon you uh, since you, you guys just follow. I mean, when I say you guys, I mean the government of, of Australia. The people of yeah. Australia are great, are, are great. I love them, I love them. Um, but, and I love my times in Australia. I wish I could return to Australia, but I cannot return to Australia when it's authoritarian like this now. Um, but uh, yeah, they, this is a way to get everybody hooked on the digital yuan, a total surveillance state. Bitcoin goes against that. So, and, and all these people, these idiots in, in the Western world to say, oh, if you buy Bitcoin, you're just helping China. It is the opposite. 
you are hurting China if you buy Bitcoin. It is a, free, it is a freedom coin. But there are other than people, everyone's got their prerogative. Everybody's got their reason for making up lies and saying things, why they want people off of Bitcoin and, and whatnot. But, um, and you know, we're going to have a digital dollar here soon too. And most Americans, will, they will accept it, but we won't have to, you stay with Bitcoin, it will work fine. Big, every, there's a lot of people out there that think Bitcoin's going to take over the whole darn world. Okay, it's going to become the current. It won't because most people are collectivists. Most people will do what their leaders tell them to do. But Bitcoin can still thrive because Bitcoin can thrive uh, without everybody up being well, being forced to to be part of it. Bitcoin is an opt-in system, but all the uh, all the other fiat systems, everybody everybody's plan of ruling, centralized ruling, really requires like. 99% compliance, okay? Bitcoin does not require that at all. Bitcoin doesn't have to have the whole world uh, use it. And the great thing is the smart people use the Bitcoin and they're the ones that preserve their wealth. If idiot people want to be on Yuan coin or dollar coin or whatever, that's their prerogative. Have fun staying poor is what I, I got to say to those people. <laughs> that was, wow, so much information. <laughs> and one bit, absolutely loved it. I loved how we went like from one extreme to the next, but just going to touch on one of the points that did he bring up. And, you know, anyone that is listening to this that is in Australia, unfortunately, yes, we are going to that authoritarian kind of state. It really has been. We've been trialing it for quite a while. I think it started in Northern Territory a couple of years ago. I would have to check my facts on that, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, where we were actually rolling out the surveillance state. And you know what? When you go into Brisbane or any of the major cities, there's cameras everywhere. You can't escape any cameras. Um, and unfortunately, that leads to now, you know, one of the things I actually did see coming out of China was using their face as a way of paying for things. So now they don't even have credit cards anymore. They literally walk up to a camera and it scans their face and that's linked to their bank. And, and the way they spit it in the Western world, oh, it's so convenient. You know, there's oh, yeah. an article about it in the New York Times. Oh, look how convenient it is. And then you, you don't have to touch dirty money anymore. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll scan your face. They subtract the digital yuan from your account. Oh, my God. China is so uh, uh, technologically advanced. For, and, but they're fascist. But, oh, yeah, they're technologically advanced. They, I mean, the media... <laughs> People, uh, people in my, have been admiring fascism since the 30s and 40s. They, they would say about the German fascist government, oh, look how they make the trains run time on time. Oh, it's, it's, they're so technologically advanced. They're making, they're designing rockets and such because they have an authoritarian model. The leader, you say, he picks what industries uh, are, are, are to be the winners and, and, and funnels the money into those industries so they can have rockets. And, and it's the same thing that's in China. And, and again, yeah, so fascism can be very efficient. Oh, yes. Of course, it could be very efficient. And what is the cost of that efficiency? Total removal, destruction of your freedom. And then, of course, you know, no dissent, no dissent at all, no opposition. If you are, a, if they put you in a concentration camp, uh, I mean, uh, the German, uh, the, the German fascists did it. The Chinese fascists do it with the, the Muslims. And now in Australia, they have these uh, camps where if you've, uh, you know, if you haven't got shot. I mean, I, I've heard different things. Uh, Quarantine camps. It's disgusting. I couldn't even believe it was real. I couldn't believe it was real. Yeah. That, and that that the people aren't rebelling against up. <laughs> That's the thing. And nobody understands the severity of it. That's, that's the unfortunate thing. You know, and I think by, for example, Sydney is a great example. I was talking to one of my best friends the other day. Sorry. Somehow my partner left his phone in here. Um, <laughs> just going to turn on silent. So one of the things I did see the other, or what happened the other day was my girlfriend called me and she's one of my bestest friends, known her for my whole life. And she goes, oh, you know, I ended up getting the vaccine. I'm double vaxxed now. Like, I'm so amazed. Like now I can go back to living my normal life because that's exactly what New South Wales has done. All the vaccine, double vaxxed people, you can now go out and have fun. All the people that are not vaxxed, you have another six weeks space in quarantine that you cannot go out. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. And the funny thing is, is there's no such thing as mandatory vaccines. It's all a story. It's all, it's all a narrative. Because oh, by... It's, it's, yeah, it's, a horrible, it's a horrible narrative that people believe they can't have fun. And, uh, my life hasn't changed at all. I've had fun during this whole thing. Again, I'm in America. I've been in America the entire time. I have lived my life as I normally would have. I go running. I do every single thing. I have chosen to be in cities where I know I'm definitely going to 
you know, be able to do my thing. When this whole thing started, I was in Los Angeles. It didn't get too crazy in Los Angeles until after I left. Oh, of course, no, the, the day before I left, they had riots. Uh, uh, you, you may remember that there was the, yeah, the yeah. George Floyd all over the United States. They, they were actually 12, a few blocks away from me. There were, there was looting, there was looting. The next day I go jogging, my normal, I, I mean, there was things, cars were, had been on fire and stuff. It's quite, quite a surreal situation. Um, but the, no, and so I, I just go, I go to states where people live normally, but on the East coast of the United States, where I'm from, I'm from Baltimore originally, um, which is North of Washington, DC, South of Philadelphia. For those of you who know your geography, you know, we've got a, a broad audience here trying to narrow it down, but the, the East coast people, they, so many people are just living in this, this fear bubble, this unbelievable fear bubble. They, they could have lived their lives. They could have walked around and, 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 and done things normally. It has been such a productive one and a half years for me, P partially because half the people aren't being productive anymore. So it's just, if you're going to be, this is a time to be productive in America, because so many people are just throwing in the towel. You have so much better an opportunity. And of course, in the cryptocurrency space, the Bitcoin space, whatever you want to call it, it is a golden age. There's so much out there. You could be anywhere in the world and, and make money. And I've encouraged all of my viewers to contact founders, contact people on Twitter that are in, in charge of businesses and just say what you can do for them and they'll hire you. They, I mean, this is such a great time to freaking be alive. The opportunity that, that Bitcoin is bringing people, but there are so many people that watch the news and the news tells them to be scared. The news tells them to be sad. The news tells them that everything is different now. But when I go outside, I still see seeing the, see birds and trees. They don't know the difference. They don't know anything. And again, some cities are better than others. And uh, I mean, Florida was a pleasure. It, but Florida, you don't notice, I mean, you, you wouldn't know people's behaviors are totally normal, the people out on the street. Again, you know, in, in Baltimore, there was a time when I, I this, you could tell people were freaked out a little bit and stuff. It's, it's improved as time has gone on. But the things I hear about New York City are so shameful and embarrassing. It was once the, you know, the, the best city in the United States of America. The fear there is unbelievable to this day. And the authoritarianism streak from these people, that they, they think that private businesses should, the government should tell private businesses how to run themselves. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. We've, oh. we've gone off we've gone off on these uh, i know things. i know i know i know but it's amazing because it kind of paints a beautiful picture because this again instills why bitcoin is so important it's another piece that just contributes and it just says to everyone what the hell are you doing just buy a little bit get into it and i know that that's one of the things that you actually wanted to try and tell the audience a bit more about which was that long-term thinking and the never sell sort of attitude so how does Explain that a little bit, like unpack that for the audience. Well, I think the youth of today don't even know what a savings account is anymore. The reason nope. they, don't know what a, they don't know what a savings account is, because if you go to get a savings account at Wells Fargo or City or whatever, they pay you like 0.1% or something. That's your interest. People, people are like, what? Why would I do that? Why would I lock away whoa, saving? What, what's that mean even? Um, but the thing, the thing with Bitcoin, you treat it as a four-year savings account, basically. It is a newfangled savings account because of the having the new supply gets cut in half every every four years. And if you look at the pattern, and it's not just a pattern to me, I have lived this. Okay, um, you take any <laughs> moment, you take any moment in time, uh, like right right now, you subtract four years, and Bitcoin is worth more in terms of fiat. You could take any moment, so you extrapolate that to the future. You buy it today, in four years, it's going to be worth more. But you just can't. You, you got to have savings. Sa savings is what creates wealth. Okay. You know, c consuming, you end up with nothing. You end up with some, uh, uh, you end up with uh, something that, that, that degrades, it falls apart. I mean, I've got a video out there from 2014 that says, instead of buying a $50,000 car, uh, buy a $10,000 car and, and spend uh, $10,000 on Bitcoin. And had you done that, that $10,000 of Bitcoin would be worth over a million dollars right now. So th this is the thing of Bitcoin. It is, it, it is something that is scarce. It isn't really, it's not, it's an asset. It, it, it's, it's an appreciating asset, a, a scarce appreciating asset. And, but you can just simplify it in your head. It's just a savings account. So don't touch it for four years. Don't you got, you cannot be, but most people can't handle that. There's so many temptations out there. There's so many scary things when it goes down in value, but the temptation, the altcoin temptation, oh my Lord. I mean, more and more things are coming out. This world is becoming more and more digital. And that's partially because there's so many people in this world that are scared to go outside, okay? So those people are helping the price of NFTs 
and, and because they're never gonna they're never gonna touch a real person again. I mean, literally, they're scared to touch real people now. So their pleasure will come from holding a digital asset that they can brag about to their friend online, and, and they'll be oh look, I paid ten thousand dollars for this picture of Prince or something like that. I don't I don't know uh, this this Beatles uh, Paul John Lennon here. Uh, this picture of him that I drew, I, I spent a hundred thousand dollars on, and but and, and it's digital and it's this and. and you know, to each his own. The world is becoming more digital. Young people are into this digital. Unfortunately, you know, we're going to get to the two-year mark of this uh, panic uh, over the virus. That means, I mean, that's if you're 18 years old, that's two out of 18 years of your life. This is your norm. I mean, it's sickening. It's disgusting. One ninth of your life has been lived under this. Uh, and, and they're the people that are into the TikTok stuff, into the digital stuff. So, but that's tempting. People, why would they want this boring Bitcoin when they can own a picture of John Lennon? For, not John, it wouldn't be John Lennon. It'd be some rapper, Snoop Dogg. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who, who, they don't know who John Lennon is. If they knew who John Lennon is, they would own Bitcoin. And John Lennon's son, Sean Lennon, one of John Lennon's sons, Sean Lennon is a Bitcoin fan. I just want to point that out to people. He is a pure, he likes NFTs also, but he's a, he's a freak. He thinks for himself. He is a uh, 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 well, he's famous on Twitter, at least. Um, he likes Bitcoin he th because he's got, you know, he's from Manhattan, uh, uh, Sean Lennon. And so he runs in circles of all these leftist people, but he on, on big, he'll, he'll tweet about Bitcoin and the people are like, why are you into that? Why? But he does not back down. And I give those free thinkers of the world all the credit in the world. But this isn't a left or a right thing. It's, it's a free thinker thing. So you, these dudes that are not defined by these paradigms, left versus right, they could just be like, yeah, I can like Bitcoin, but I can like music too. And I, 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 I can like this. And, and I was talking to someone that there's a website actually, and I have it open. I have not had time to even look at it. It's like called the progressive case for Bitcoin. What's this thing called? So the, there's so many people out there, they hear that you like Bitcoin and on social media, since social media is all about attacking people because people can't, you know, instead of promoting themselves, they must destroy. I'm the person, I love creation of destruction, but most people love to destroy. So if they hear you say Bitcoin, they're like, oh, you're, you're, a, you're some conservative libertarian. You were involved on January 6th, blah, 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 blah. It's nonsense. They, again, this site, what is this site called? It's, it's, I think it's called the, pro, the progress. Here it is. Yes. The progressive Bitcoiner.com. Bitcoin doesn't care if you are rich, poor, brown, white, black, gay, straight American. Bitcoin is for everyone. So um, I haven't, now it could be a bad site. I don't know. I haven't had time uh, to look at it yet, but the progressive Bitcoin, but the point is, is it isn't left or right. And don't, and it's, it's really sad that there, there are people who probably are like politically in the middle uh that got scared or maybe politically on the left who found out about this in like 2014 who got scared away because oh somebody told them it's just for libertarian rightists or something like that and now they're poor still and they could be rich and they could be doing really impressive things that they enjoy but instead they're working at target or something like that i, I don't i don't know so um, yeah yeah <laughs> it is not it is not I, I want people watching this right now this Bitcoin doesn't care if you're left or you're right. Bitcoin doesn't care if you're in Iran doing some nasty things or, or if you're in America or if you're in China or whatever. That, that is the thing. It is, um, it's, uh, it's uncensorable. You can send it to the worst, you can send it to your worst enemy. And th th that's what I love about it. That, that, that grew, I did not know about that at first. Again, remember, my introduction was just like digital money that no government controls. When I started understanding what unconfiscatable was and uncensorable was, and that, my if my enemies buy this i'm gonna be richer if I, so go 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 ahead and no one can take it from my the fact that no one can take it from my enemies that i can't get a government to take it from my enemies gives it so much freaking value there and people have to but there's some people they're like oh my enemy nation has it so i'm not gonna buy it no no, no you don't get it that that's the point that they can have it you you should have it too they're making you richer dude yeah and i think that's one of the biggest narratives right that's always been told is oh, this is for drug dealers or, you know, terrorists utilize this or blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, guys, they probably also use Facebook. They probably also use Instagram. What's the difference? The thing is, is when you look at those types of people, they're always on the frontier of a lot of technologies. So even when you look at the internet, they were like the first ones utilizing the internet. So really they're kind of paving in the way. So you either jump on board the train and you ride the waves up but yes, there will probably be a lot of emotion. And that's actually the next thing that I'd love to go into is when we're going into, you know, the price is going up and down, it's fluctuating. And you've ridden a lot of the fluctuating prices, obviously, especially for when you got in there. How did you deal with it emotionally? Because I know a lot of people freak out. They have the panic cells. Then they think, oh, maybe I should get back into it. And then they get too scared. For example, one of my 
um, good guy friends. Actually, now he's a Bitcoiner. But when I first, uh, just before we actually started building Amber, we I was trying to get him to buy Bitcoin and stuff. He finally did, but it plummeted a little bit. He was just, and then he freaked out. He came, he called me, he came into my house. He's like, what is this thing? Blah, blah. I'm like, just hold on to it. Just forget about it. Bye. Forget. Come back okay. to it another day. Okay. So that there's, there's one thing you can do. You got to put it out. You got to put it out of your mind. You cannot check the price. The people who check the price every single minute of the day, they're the ones who fall victim to the, mm. the, the weak hand. Okay. In America, people can be reminded you, you know, there's, there's tax reasons. You don't want to sell it uh, for at least a year. So remember that people you'll get short-term capital gains tax if you sell it in, in less than a year. So that, that's, that should be, so for the, for, I, I had that incentive the first year, but I, I was pretty good. Um, you know, when it was going down, uh, I, I was, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, this is, a, this is for the future. I haven't spent that much money on it yet. Um, and I was researching and I was just still learning. So the process of learning really got me, uh, got my mind off of the price. But I mean, there was a point when it had gotten down into two hundreds where I, I did slow the pace of buying at that time. But that did, that's that's different than selling. Much much different than selling. Um, and so again, not to to. And there was a point. I remember I my my I, I had one of my siblings uh, was in Brazil, and I went to visit uh, Brazil. Actually, it was in. in it was in November of 2015, and I just didn't—I didn't think about it. I like tried not to think about it when I was there. So, like, I there were when I could come up with a reason not to think about it, like being on a 10-day vacation in Brazil, I, I would not think about. It. So, you know, don't let it dominate your life, or like that—that's. But but also know that it comes back, and that it is very volatile. It is very volatile, and I don't know when the volatility is going to go away. Um, it might not. I've, I've predicted maybe it'll be after 2024 having, but it might not be until after 2028 having, and that's, you know, seven years away. So, so get, 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 get used to, you got to get it in your mind. This is not like, this is not like the stock market at all. It is, it is new and they're going to be, there's going to be FUD out there. And there's a lot of people who hate it that are going to go out of that, their way to try to scare you about it. Um, but once I became a real like OG expert, and I mean, I, I learned to embrace it almost like it was like a badge of honor that I could, I could go make a show every freaking day in 2018 saying I've got, I'm not selling. It's, it's, it's going down to 3000 now and I'm not selling. Okay. And just the public display of it, it just, it, it, it fed me. And then finally, you know, when you think it can't get much crazier, you know, 2020 had started and um, the price sure enough, Heading into the 2020 halving started going up just as I predicted. We got back to the five digit realm of $10,000. And then all of a sudden we have March 12th and March 13th, the whole world panics. And some of the things I saw on Twitter then from, from people just selling and, and saying it's going to go lower, blah, blah, blah. And that was my ultimate in being a strong hand of all the times that I've been proud of never selling. It was March 12th and 13th. When I bought two more Bitcoin, I spent ten thousand U.S. dollars combined on two more Bitcoin. I posted it on Twitter. Door, I mean, you could you could see the tweets, and, and I, I I I you know I took a picture of, of me buying. You know, I did it. It was within a twenty-four hour period that I spent ten thousand dollars, a little over ten thousand dollars, on two Bitcoin. Okay, and that 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 was the best because I knew right then this is insane. I've never seen anything. It makes no sense at all. Logic, because you got to realize. That there are going to be dark days in your life, but there's always a day after tomorrow. There were so many people in the world, in, in the financial world, that, did, that thought their whole world was going to end. And I'm like, what's? It? I know what this thing is, okay? And I know that a lot of people are going to get rich off of today. And there's that saying, when there's blood in the streets, that's when you buy. And I wanted to practice what I had heard. I, I don't think I had preached that. I don't think I had said that before. But man, that was the really the ultimate day. 
And I'm so proud of that. Hey, like that was the ultimate blood in the streets day. So for, for the people that, that, that have weekends, think about, uh, you know, it can, it can get worse. You, you, I think everybody remembers those days for various reasons. And just think about what Adam Meister did that day. And that you, I was really living that blood in the streets lifetime, life, lifestyle. And the $10,000 I spent that day, um, now they're worth over, you know, combined uh, as of the taping right now, was it $122,000? So, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a, you know, most people who they make $110,000 in a year or whatever, um, that's a that's pretty good salary. I mean, uh, but that's, that, that, again, I didn't sell it. It's, it's all it's all on paper. It's just, it's part of my badge of honor right there. Uh, but uh, no, Bitcoin is, it, it, during a time of panic or a, a post panic, that's when Bitcoin should thrive. But, you know, there was an anomaly. Everybody was panicking. People had to, mm -hmm. you know, pay for other things. So they sold their Bitcoin. But it was just, it was a very brief thing, guys. That's, that's the, there's a day after tomorrow and these brief panics only last a little while. And then afterwards, life goes on. Life goes on. People have to remember that. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same with everything in everyday life anyway. Like you mentioned, you're going to have your shit days anyway in life. You're going to have your good days. So it's about just riding it, getting through it. Just, you know, water off a duck's back, live each day as it comes. And probably you'll be happier living your whole entire perspective of life like that than living out of fear and being scared or hiding away from COVID um, and all of these different things as well. So yeah, that's definitely a, I can't believe I, by the way, congratulations for doing that. That was amazing. You know, buying those two two bitcoins at that time and being able to ride it i, like I wanted i want to show the world like there's nothing to fear here i put my money where my freaking mouth is there but at the same time it's going to benefit me financially too it's just like there comes a point where it's like so ridiculously low and when, when i saw that when i saw it had gone to six thousand that was the first thing i did you know it was a little over six thousand or whatever it was i was like this is ridiculous it was just ten thousand the other day and but and, but then it was mm. it was kind of it was a, over a 24 hour period i mean that, i think that's what was scary for most people that it just it lasted like 20 and it got worse it dropped below four thousand and i had so when i saw it was in the four thousands i was like what's whoa, whoa, whoa that's when i got when i got the second one was in, in the four thousand i was like and that didn't last too long it did not it didn't stick yeah. at all it was only like 3900 i didn't even see it I, i'd seen it drop there i'm like what and i'm like what? it's already bounced back i, I gotta get it was, it's gonna bounce back even more i gotta i gotta get it here i gotta get my second one here and uh no it was it, it's it's great there's so few people who can tell a story like that most people say oh yeah that's what i sold yeah i got i mean you can you can look at tweets from that day it's all most people don't use use twitter this day this way but you can look at the archives and there's all sort of people who respond to the need were like it's going lower it's going lower. i mean all these down these doomers that's the thing be positive be in motion the doomers lose they are losers over time okay <laughs> they, they really are they just live in this minute they, they, they were waiting for the world to end and the funny thing is for many people that was it had finally come and all those people who've been waiting for the world to end, they were the ones who were probably the most scared on that day, who were doing the most ridiculous things. Um, but me, no, I, I kept it. I kept it totally positive because I, I knew this is just, this is ridiculous. This is, this is, this will, this will, this will pass. This will pass mm -hmm. in time. It, it, it surely did. And there were, the rich got richer that day. And so everyone, did, and the rich got richer because they were like me. They don't panic. They bought, they bought assets on the cheap that day. Okay. And it wasn't, and to, to tell you the truth, you know, you didn't have to do it on those two days on March 12th and 13th for, you know, about a month afterwards, there were so many things that were cheap still so many, I mean, big, when did Bitcoin mm -hmm. finally get back to 10,000 after that? It, it took, it took a little while. It took um, ages. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and of course now we know that Bitcoin hasn't been under 10,000 since like August and we'll never go back there. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's in the, it's in the past right now. Um, so, uh, for all the people who love to complain about the rich getting richer, dude, you had your opportunity. It, it was there. There was blood in the streets. That was an unprecedented opportunity. Most people were seeing it as an unprecedented, oh, scary event. It was unprecedented opportunity. And people like me who already had plenty of Bitcoin and I had plenty of Bitcoin, but got two more Bitcoin that day. 
two more Bitcoin that day. And, and, and most people, they, they say, I don't want to get into Bitcoin because I can't afford one Bitcoin. It's so unfair. There you go. That was a day where a regular person could have spent $4,000 on one Bitcoin, okay? 4000 Now, again, it's not the same as spending, you know, back in the day, $200, but $4,000 on one Bitcoin today, anyone would jump on that. I mean, $62,000. Mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know, I know. And it's only going to go up and up, guys. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's still not too late. You can still jump in, still be a part of the community, jump on Twitter, you know, reach out to Adam, reach out to anybody you want on Twitter and they'll be happily, you know, advise you or help you out on where to buy Bitcoin or answer any questions that you have. The Bitcoin community is very friendly. And I say this in every single episode. They are super friendly and willing to help you in any way, shape or form. You got to be able to be patient though, people. Again, let, yeah. if, you it, if you buy it today at 62000 and it crashes down to 40000 tomorrow, don't, that, that could happen. But know that in four years, four years from today, you'll be happy. You just got to have the conviction to hang on for four years. That's all. It's that, it's that simple. Exactly. Exactly. No, 100%. Now, I did want to actually circle back to the beginning of the podcast. Yes. When we're talking about when you bought your first bit of Bitcoin and you first found out about it and everything else, what was your job? Like, what, what did you actually do back then? Oh, back, back then, I was uh, living in Baltimore. I owned a, I owned a house. Well, I owned, I owned two houses. So there was, uh, there was some rental income coming in uh, back then. And I did uh, a business called contactmeister.com. I did marketing research for software companies. Um, there was, I mean, I would do odd, odd, I worked for myself and it was very little, um, very little expense. My, my house um, in Baltimore was in a, in a bad neighborhood, but we had targeted this neighborhood uh, a few years earlier to buy cheap houses and live in them, not flip them, but live in them. So my house only cost me $41,000. I had paid off the mortgage a long time ago and I had people renting from me. So what did I, I didn't have expenses. I mean, I had party. I partied like a rock star. I'm, I mean, women, alcohol, no drugs, but women and alcohol. Yeah. Part, I mean, I'd go out all the time. The Meister was in the freaking club of Baltimore. Right? I just didn't have many I had a, a, a Chevy Cavalier. I never I didn't get a fancy car or anything like that. Um, and I, I kept the Chevy Cavalier way too long until like the brakes gave out. Oh my God. That was just, but, but uh, I, I, was, I mean, I very, I, I don't get nice things. And in this, the weird thing is, I would advise people, you know, to be frugal, but don't let it consume you because now I'm very wealthy and I can't spend on anything. It's like unbelievable. I, I cannot, I mean, I, well, with my, my Bitcoin, I mean, obviously <laughs> there are ways that I could spend fiat and not spend my Bitcoin and be very caught, but still I, I, I'm, I'm very careful with my money still to this day, but I was very careful back then. So, I mean, there, was, there wasn't much money coming in, but there was, there was hardly any expenses, hardly any expenses. So I did, uh, uh, also, all sorts of fun things I, I used to do back then. But uh, uh, so I, I was in the mentality. I was already outside of normality at that point. I did not have a nine to five job, and I, I mm. understood that you did not have that fitting in was overrated in that way. You could still have a very fun, productive life, but just doing things a little differently and uh, having weird hours. And so I would have clients all over the country or whatever that I would do. You know, I find email addresses for people. That is what contactmeister.com did basically. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, I, I, I know how to make money. I, 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 can, I, can, I can come up with things like that that, that that pay the bills and everything. But I didn't, didn't have many bills. Didn't, didn't have many, many bills back then at all. That's amazing. That's seriously. And that's, again, touching on another point, you know, anyone that's in marketing or does marketing research and things like that, like Adam used to be exactly like you. So this is kind of your point to go, okay, wow, I can actually relate and I can actually jump into Bitcoin and potentially, you know, make quite a lot of money and also be a part of community that wants you. There's so many opportunities for marketing people. I mean, you're, you're from the marketing side of things. I'm for, I had a major in marketing that's the weird thing about cryptocurrency well, in, in the Bitcoin space, cryptocurrency space, a lot of people are like, they don't like marketing. They, they just, they don't get it. You need someone to tell people about you. You have the best product in the world. They're not just going to find out about it. There are a lot of technical guys that, that think, oh yeah, they just will find. No, that's not how it works. Bitcoin needs marketing people. So if you're a marketing person, you reach out to CEOs, whatever, and say what specific things you can do for them 
on social media, on whatever, you come up with a marketing plan for they will hire you. They will pay. They will do. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of marketing out there. Bitcoin is not just for tech people. And that's one of the sad things about Bitcoin. You hear, you watch some of these videos that are all technologically sophisticated. You don't understand a word they're saying and people get scared off. Do not get scared off. It, it, it can be as simple as just saying it is a savings account, a newfangled savings account. Just think of it. You don't have to know how the lightning network works and you don't have to, you know, there's just so many people that think you need to know all that. No, 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 no. For Bitcoin, for the normies to embrace it, they're not going to care about the technical side of things at all. They, they want to know what, how it affects their everyday life. And, and that's, and it is, it's for every type of person. So don't, don't think you need to know uh, the coding of Bitcoin. I don't know uh, coding, I don't, I don't know any of that stuff. Um, I, 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 I know finance, I know marketing, and that, that that's there's a reasons I, I got I got I know freedom. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that my I came from a marketing ba background, but I I became uh, out, outside the box. And the funny thing is it, about what we did in Baltimore. Me and my uh, friends did it on that block. We, we made the block a better block. I saw all sorts of crazy things on that block. Drug dealers, people, uh, people had been murdered on my on my block before. Uh, I remember around my birthday, someone was murdered there once. Um, but it was a, it was a drug dealer. It was it was you know there was a reason for it. You didn't feel scared like. But I, I yelled at drug dealers. They would st stash crack in the back of my backyard. And that once a, a prostitute was performing uh, a, an act in the breezeway on my property. Uh, and someone was smoking crack in my breezeway once. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen it all, but it was an adventure. It was a great event. But the thing about still the people from Baltimore, I, I mean, that's where I'm from originally, but it's so sad. It's, it just shows what, how people are trees and are stuck in their ways. They still think I'm the, they still think I'm there. I mean, there's some people that's like, oh yeah, Adam, Baltimore, Adam's making Baltimore a better place. Adam, the buy a block project, this, that, and that. They don't know about my Bitcoin. They don't know about Bitcoin at all. They don't, it is unbelievable. People just get kind of stuck in their ways, they know you for who you are. Most people in Baltimore, I mean, the overwhelming people, they have no idea I'm doing this now. No idea I am, I, and I, I'm known throughout the, the Bitcoin community throughout the entire world. And it's awesome to go to a place where I'll be recognized. I mean, when I met you in Sydney, the first day I met you in Sydney, there was a guy at the event who knew who I was. I didn't know who he was, he knew who I was. It's great, now I'm not like super duper famous or anything like that, but there are people in Baltimore that people don't know me for, there's like a couple people that, that know, it, that, that know Bitcoin there. It's, it's really weird. Um, there's just some places are more set in their ways than others. Do not, you want to leave places like that. If, if, if like, I, there was a time, I mean, there was a, a many years of my life when I was on that block, I was trying to sacrifice myself to make Baltimore a better place. The correct thing to do was to leave Baltimore and make me a better person. And I did do that. And I did. And wow. Did it freaking pay off? <laughs> I got into some, like, I, I couldn't have stayed there and become the Bitcoin money. So I just, I just couldn't have gotten, done it. Mm -hmm. It is actually, it's a dangerous place. The thing that made me leave is uh, one, one night when I was walking to the club, um, two youth came out of nowhere and uh, pulled out gun, a gun and uh, tried to uh, rob me, but I ran away from them. And so, uh, and I was so happy. After, I was happy like this. Instead of having nightmares about it, I was like, I'm not dying in this city. I'm getting out of here. And that was when my, uh, uh, so much changed in my, so much changed in my life. That was August of 2013. So I started traveling then and I bought my first, you know, three, two Bitcoin three months later after that. So that, that was an important spark in my life too. Getting out of Baltimore was very, was very important um, because it is a, um, the excuses that people make. I have been around, this, mm. I have been to so many different cities on this planet. It is disgraceful the way that the culture of Baltimore is disgraceful, of, disgr of danger and violence. That people are like, oh, it's normal to get mugged. That happens to everyone in Bolton Hill. If you walk, what did you expect if you're walking through Bolton Hill at nine o'clock at night? Of course, you you might be mugged. That's unacceptable in most places. Even in the United States, that's the thing. America, Americans, I mean, they're so stupid. If most people on the East Coast knew what the West Coast was like, they would leave. I mean, I think they would leave. I hope they would leave um, and go to like Salt Lake City, where I am right now. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's like little kids running in the street, fresh air. No one's cursing or screaming. You don't smell drugs. You don't. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's it's unbelievable. And every American can move to Salt Lake City if they want to. Every, every American, no, nah, they're stuck in there. Well, I gotta stick with my friends. I gotta go down with the ship. You don't go. You don't go down with the ship. You do not. Mm -mm. You don't mm -hmm. sacrifice. That's collectivist. That is collectivism at its very. So some of these liberal cities, I mean, the the, the excuses they come up with, 
it's, it's unbelievable. Baltimore it comes up with excuses. And, and now some of these cities that used to be a little better, like San Francisco, well, people are poor. It's all right if they, they rob the right aid. You know, it's, it's just the right aid. It's, it's, just, it's just a CVS. It's, it's a pharmacy yeah. in America. Um, and the, the excuses that people come up with, uh, tra- travel, travel the world when... <laughs> I don't know if people can travel the world anymore with all these weird restrictions, but if it was 2018 still, I, I would be like, learn. If you're, an, if you're an American, travel America. It's a lot to drive across the country. It is a beautiful experience. You see that it is just not, the, America goes way beyond the Northeast. If you watch the news, CNN, which is based in New York and all, all these, you, I mean, your impression of America is this Northeast biased impression of America. And that is not America. It is way beyond that. And so much of America has been living, uh, you know, Texas has been living a normal life. Florida has been living. This is some of the most populated states in the United States. People don't even realize that Florida is the third most populated state now. They don't realize. Florida has more people than New York does. Florida has more people than New York. Wow. I guess Florida has more people than Australia, I assume. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it does. Um, I I think, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, don't be a tree, people. Don't be a tree. That, I think that, that's what we call yeah that's what we call the vortex you know you get stuck in this vortex and it sucks you in and that's one of the things that I've always never been able to deal with is when I can see everyone doing the same thing and if I see myself starting to do it I know I have to break out I have this thing where every year I have to break out of Australia and go somewhere new you know we just moved to Tasmania and already I'm like okay how can I get to the states all right I figured that part out now it's like okay getting the booking the flights and actually getting over there. Well, first I need to get permission from Australian government to leave. But when I do, then I'll be definitely heading over to the States and maybe I might come visit you over in Salt Lake City. Well, that's the thing. I won't be that, that I want you to visit me in America, but who knows where I'm going to be because so, I am so in motion. I don't want to own, I don't own any real estate now. Real estate is an attack vector. Okay. They can tax you on it. Who, if you, if you get stuck in the wrong state, California, oh my God. I wouldn't want to own real estate in California right now with all the mandates and all this nonsense. So I just go from one Airbnb to another. I'm going to Dallas tomorrow. So I'm going to be in Dallas. I've never been. Oh, so good. I've, I've, I've been to Texas, but I've never been in Dallas. I've been in the airport, but, but if it's so once I get to Dallas uh, tomorrow, um, if Southwest is flying, uh, because last weekend, uh, Southwest, there was a, well, who knows what happened. Um, <laughs> but if, if the pilots strike tomorrow, I support them. I Seriously, if I can't get to Dallas because the pilots don't want to take some shot, that is great. I, I, I support them. But um, I, I'll figure out a way to get to Dallas. But once I get to Dallas, I will have been in the top 11 most populated cities in the United States. I think Dallas is like number eight. So I, I know I... That's the only one that I haven't been, and I forget which one's number eleven now. But I know I've been in the top eleven. Maybe I've been in the top twelve. I don't know. So I, I've seen how it how it rolls in a lot of different places. But no, I love I love seeing different. I just get more Airbnb deals. I get really good deals. I know how to I know how to sniff them out. But uh, I might be cha- I might be changing things up uh, soon. Um, and I admire you for having a plan. You like to change things up every every. That is what you have to have a plan, though, people. You have to have a system, a plan, something, you just can't think it's going to come to you. And you, you, you got to be in motion, plan it out a little bit. So I've got my, my next thing. I'm probably going to buy, I don't own a car, but I'm probably going to buy a cheap car so I can just drive around and see smaller cities in America. Since I'm figuring uh, I'm not going to be able to uh, leave the country for at least another year. Um, who knows? Um, because again, I, I want to be able to get I'm not getting anything shoved up my nose. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. So, you know, are there going to be, when I leave, if I leave, first of all, there are a few countries you can go to that will let you in right now, unless you do all this crazy. I'm not jumping through hoops for anyone. If I can, you know, if I can drive to Oklahoma, I'd rather do that than, uh, you know, go, go to England and have them shove something up my nose or up my toes or something like that. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with that. I'm on the same page. So no, we have actually found the only way that we can enter the States is I think we have to spit on something. That's yeah, what we have I, to do. Yeah. Defiance over compliance. Okay, I'm not because mm. when, you get, when you get the thing shoved up your nose, you're letting them violate you in, in a certain way, and that's a certain level of compliance. I'm not. I'm not going to do. And it, it, it's totally. It, I just feel horrible for these yeah. little kid, for these little kids that had stuff shoved up their noses, and they're just being taught to be so compliant. And I don't know where that's going to. Bad people will take advantage of that one day because there are bad people out there real bad people out there. And a lot of people are becoming compliant and weak and, um, and they, you know, 
bad people can see weak people really easily and people are showing their weaknesses so much more mm. more than that i mean if you're like some double masked person walking around um you're like and you're in a, a city like new york i mean and someone some bad dude is a mugger he sees you a couple times he's, he's going to target you man, eventually it's it, it's sad it, it's really sad with, with, with what's happened to society here and uh what's happened to what's considered normal now and, and just how fear has taken Fear is a very is a horrifying emotion, and uh, it is really taking control of so many people's lives. So, whenever you, you've when people out there, if you ever get scared, or if you're ever you know jumping into a movement because you're scared of something, you need know, take take a few steps back. Don't let fear guide you ever. Do not let you uh, guide. And this is why I tell people in Bitcoin too. Don't fear other altcoins. Don't worry about other altcoins. Don't let that drive your love of Bitcoin, your hatred of, of something else, or you're like. In order for you to be comfortable with Bitcoin, you have to destroy something else. I, I, you have to destroy Litecoin or nah, just focus on the positive. Focus on the positive and the productivity. There's so much possible pro productivity in this technologically uh, marvelous era that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. But yet, yet we have all these people who are downgrading themselves in terms of technology. They're, they're hiding their basement and, and not really embracing. I mean, they're, I guess they're embracing the technology that lets them like touch, uh, think they're, they're, they're touching other people when they're not. I mean, there'll be a virtual <laughs> reality. I, I guess they'll like that, but uh, no, in, in terms of productive technologies, people jump, jump and don't, don't destroy. Don't, you know, <laughs> part of what Liberty is all about is others are free to do it they're going to do and you're free to do what you're going to do but in this day and age people are so worried about what other people are doing they want to interfere in their lives and tell them what to do they're not some dude not wearing a mask in montana so you're you're worried about the the hospitals in montana getting overwhelmed and you're in new york and you're bragging about it what kind of devil are you man i mean what, that has nothing to do with your darn life and you, you feel accomplished you feel accomplished that there's something bad happened in mind you don't even know why it's going on that's it, disgusting mm. it's just like people that's part of the interconnectivity it can be a positive but it can be a negative too uh people that, that, that we're a global community now People, uh, there are ways that you could be depressed about it also. And that's that's sad. It, it should be, use it as a positive. Again, I, 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 I'm a positive dude, as everybody can tell. Keep that smile. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like, I, I did the same thing as you, Adam. Like the one thing that I did was when we four went and talked down before we came to Tassie, was I really took that time to really focus on myself and reevaluate because I just had a massive identity crisis of having to leave, um, well, choosing to leave Amber and stepping out of that. My identity was Amber. It was my baby, right? Building that out with Alex. That's all I knew. That's what everybody knew me as. They, I would even get called Amber. So one of the things was when I actually fully stepped out and I was just on this road of, oh my goodness, what do I do? What do I do? COVID hit. I was like, this is time for me to reevaluate. Took some time, got out of the Bitcoin industry, didn't sell my Bitcoin, just stepped back a little bit, reevaluated. Now I'm back, all guns blazing, and it was the best thing I could have ever done. I see it as a retreat. And it's so awesome that you that you called it an opportunity. That's that is what it was. You every uh, use a crisis, somebody else's crisis as your your freaking opportunity. Don't treat it as your own freaking crisis, okay? It doesn't have to be your crisis mm -hmm. because people in New York are, are scared, uh, you know, and Sydney, and uh, but uh, I, I I and something that you just said also, you dropped out of Bitcoin, but you kept your Bitcoin. Remember, people. You don't have to do anything with your Bitcoin. You don't have to have a Bitcoin business. That was a lot of uh, the, a lot of the OGs from 2013. They invested in other people's. They thought, oh, I got to do something. I got to invest in my best friend's uh, Bitcoin business in Africa. They ended up losing all their freaking Bitcoin, okay, or, or mm -hmm. half their Bitcoin. Uh, you don't have to do something. You can still be part of the Bitcoin community just by secretly owning your Bitcoin. Okay. You don't, you know, you don't have to start a business like Amber. You don't have to be a guy that's got a, a channel or, or whatever the heck I do. Uh, you don't, you don't have to do anything like that. You could just be a holder being a holder that, that actually helps the community that that does help the community. Okay. That's, that's one, mm -hmm. that's that much Bitcoin that's not on the market, but you're helping yourself. You don't have to worry about helping the community. You're helping yourself. You're because you're saving. So don't, don't sacrifice for the Bitcoin community. Like, um, like you, 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 you could have sacrificed. You weren't having fun in Amber anymore, whatever the reason was, whatever you could have stuck around and maintain, like, I'm going to, you know, make Amber the best darn thing, but it wasn't your thing anymore. It wasn't, you didn't have to do that, you, you, but you kept your Bitcoin and uh, you're doing the best. <laughs> 
We did what was best for you, and it was a, it was a wise, wise decision. So yeah, so for all my people that are watching this on my channel right now, she's in Tasmania right now, just one of the points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're doing like a double show here <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so I'm over in Tassie, but I am going to be coming to the States. I'm so positive that we're going to get there. So I'm super pumped and super amped, and I think the first place we're going to land is going to be in Utah. Utah. <laughs> no, no, that, that would be hard to do. It would be hard for your first place. You will land in JFK in New York. Rob. Oh, no, 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 no. So you come from Australia. So you will land in San Francisco or Los Angeles. Is, uh, yeah. where, but then you could get to Utah easy after that. It would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, don't know, I don't know if you like ski. I mean, the thing, why I'm getting out of Salt Lake City, I don't like the cold. So it starts getting cold now. But the skiing here is apparently unbelievable. You can see the white mountains, not now, it's nighttime, but it's, for, for a guy who grew up in Baltimore, you don't see any mountains. To see the snow-capped mountains in October, it's, uh, it's cool. It's, it's interesting, but I don't, want, I don't want to deal with the cold. I do not want to deal with it. That is my thing. Um, as, as, as someone who's done well for himself, at least I spend money on making sure I'm in a warm place that, that, that I'm good with. But I got I to be better with, you know, can't, can't be super frugal. There's really no reason to be frugal anymore no, no no reason to be frugal anymore <laughs> no no but you always must do what makes you happy yes. what makes you feel good right so yes. we're the same i'm i'm really wanting to i only have to go to utah because i need to go say go say thank you to somebody but other than that i'm definitely going to be escaping to some part of the warm country wherever it's warm that's where i'm going to be wow you you really know someone in utah that is pretty impressive yeah that's yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 through bitcoin through or just through life in general i just it's, through life oh, yeah because okay. i don't yeah yeah bit, i haven't noticed too much big i know some bitcoiners here through my channel but uh i haven't seen any bitcoin uh i haven't heard of a salt lake city bitcoin meetup i haven't i mean it is a college town here so that, i haven't really researched it i i've just enjoyed <laughs> how relaxing and, and beautiful and, and safe it is here so I, yeah, I, I hope you I hope you make it to 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 Salt Lake City, definitely or Utah, whatever the whole thing. It's not not a very populated state to, to, to say to say the least, but it's a big state and a beautiful state. A beautiful state. Yeah, no, I definitely will. I'll be making my way somewhere around here and there. We'll definitely be traveling around through everywhere wherever we can. Really, yeah, yeah, we'll get out. once you land San, <laughs> once you land in San Francisco and Los Angeles. If they still have these insane restrictions, over there, you got to get out of there as soon as possible. Those two places. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. 110%. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's just so sad. Los Angeles I can be so fun when it's open, but when it's half, it's terrible. It's just disgraceful. Yeah. Well, I did want to quickly ask you two last questions. One is how would you advise somebody to go about buying the second one? And that could be like a strategy, like DCA strategy, whatever you want to go into. The second one is what would you rate as one of the top resources to find out a little bit more that's in a bit more layman terms about Bitcoin? Oh, easy and easy to read source. So that's, uh, I'll get to that in a second. I got to think about that. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the, the buying, if you, if you've got a weak hand, you, you got a DCA into it. You do, do, go to Amber or not Amber to go to a, uh, What's yeah, Swan. Swan is like Amber, I guess. Swan, Swan Bitcoin. Hmm. I mean, you could even go to Coinbase, but I'm friends with the guys at Swan. And just, you know, buy, uh, buy $100 every week and maybe up it a little bit and, and just get the hang of it. Now, if you're a person who can seriously drive it into your head, I'm not, I'm not going to sell this for four years. I'm going to forget about it. Just, you know, you've got, you've got some extra cash. Buy, buy a bulk, buy a bunch of it now and just wait four years, okay? And if you start feeling temptation to sell, then start DCAing into it because you'll feel better. Like, okay, I'm buying some more for cheap, uh, cheaper than I paid the, the original stash. But uh, so uh, that's, that's kind of like a hybrid model right there. Because I mean, we're talking about different mm. types of personalities and it is, I don't, you don't want to tell someone who's impulsive to spend a lot on it now because they're going to be the ones who are going to be so disappointed so fast and do something impulsive, like sell the whole stash for a major loss. Um, so the DCA is kind of like teaching them to like get a taste of it every week or every month, whatever. You don't have to do it every week. You don't have to do two weeks, month, whatever it is. Um, and, and, and so, and, and again, if, uh, if you do buy a big hunk of it, you can always start DCA to make you feel that's dollar, dollar cost averaging, uh, into it. Now, now, now easy source, 
easy to understand source of Bitcoin. Some of it, Andreas Antonopoulos's older videos, you can go to his channel and he, he answers a lot of people's basic questions and they're pretty good explanations. They're pretty good explanations right there. Now, uh, in terms of uh, written, uh, that's, that's audio visual right there. Like I, can't, I can't think of a, uh, there, there, there are some, there, there's some basic sites out there. I cannot think of any of them offhand because I don't go to them anymore, you know? I yeah, yeah. I don't go to the basic sites, but, but like someone like Andreas Antelopoulos, his old videos, um, where, and he titles them pretty well. They're like basic questions. So you could like go through his archives and like, oh, I have that same question. And, and it would answer the, the question right there. Uh, what was that? Uh, is it maybe Bitcoin.org? Is that the one that had uh, some good answers? Well, yeah, that, that one might be good. Uh, let me see. Is it, is it, I, I want to be careful because some of them have been hijacked. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin. Think... Uh, yeah, Bitcoin.org is, I think, a good one resources yeah, yeah that, that one's got some explanations on it i, I, mm. I think some easy explanations on it yeah yeah, yeah. Big, bitcoin.org was one from from the past that, that kind of sticks out in my head i know as soon as i get off get off uh, the call with you i'm going to think of a, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. or some friend of mine you know with the swan bitcoin i think they explain it swan bitcoin site explains it i think pretty well too let's have a look yeah i'll place some of the links up when this goes live for sure and i think um one of the other books that I've read that really un made me understand it completely was um, the Bitcoin Standard. Yeah, and, and everybody says that that his book is really good for that. I can't. I don't want to say because I haven't read the book, but I, I, yeah. I didn't. I, I, that came to my mind. I didn't. Want, I haven't read the book, so I don't want to. I don't want to promote something that I haven't read. But so many mm. people say that that's good. I mean, that that kind of teaches you about what like money really is. So that, that gives you a good economic reason from, from what I yeah. know. Well, yeah, it gives you, it gives you the like history to, you know, today to the future. And I think that's like one of the best things that you could possibly do when learning about things, understanding a bit about the history and where we actually came from, how we really fucked up and then how we created an amazing thing like Bitcoin. Yeah, that, so that is, there are a lot of people that come to it that do not have the economic background. So that, that, yeah. is, that is a good way to get a good economic base of it. Uh, yeah, and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it. Because I, I, I did get the economic aspect of it uh, when, I, when I got in. I'll tell you that. I definitely, I definitely understood, you know, state not controlling this is, is a very good thing. It's a very, very yeah. good thing. But so many people don't understand like I think anybody should be able to create their own uh, private money. I have no, I have no problem with Facebook if they created their own coin at all. I have no problem at all. Compete, don't complain. But most people are statist, so they buy the statist line that these these countries say, "Oh no, you're not allowed to make your own currency. You're not allowed to make." It. I mean, and they you see what happens if you make your own centralized uh, uh, currency. What, what I mean, they'll come after you. They definitely will come yeah. after you. Um, and but most, most people and most people buy into it. They think, "Well, yeah, that, that's right." If the government says it's illegal, it's, it's wrong. But no, wh wh why is it morally wrong to make your own money? It, is, it isn't at all. So I'm sure that the book gets into, uh, you know, back in the day, there were all sorts of private monies and, and whatnot. So um, yeah. a lot of people don't have that basis. They just under, they just buy whatever the, the state narrative is on money, on uh, health, on anything. So yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, Adam, so much for coming on to the show today. And I'm so, so grateful to have you on board and to, yeah, be able to catch up with you again. Yeah, man. Well, I hope people, hope people follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure you'll link yes. to it all below. I'm T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. -E -E That's like tech Balt. That goes back to my days of Baltimore. I was a technology guy in Baltimore. Well, <laughs> I, was into, I was into technology in Baltimore. I was a marketing guy. But T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Uh, on Twitter, and I'm just look up Bitcoin Meister on YouTube, or go to disruptmeister.com. I'm not only the Bitcoin Meister, I'm the Disrupt Meister. And if, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, pound that like button, and just can Google my name, YouTube my name, Adam Meister. You'll find me. You'll find me, people. Hundred percent. And, and, th and thank you, you for having me on. It was a pleasure. No, of it, course. It, it went by. It goes by so fast. Talking. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> and one tip to leave. What can you leave? One tip. One tip of what? What is it? Okay, one tip around Bitcoin. Like, what? What's one tip that you can leave? It could be like a knowledge based sort of thing, or it could be like, okay, I 
dare you to go buy X amount of Bitcoin, $5 worth, whatever it might be. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. You're going to hear about all these altcoins that say they're the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. There's nothing is going to, I have seen, again, we've gone, I've been in this eight years. I have seen so many supposed altcoin flavors of the month. IOTA, all this <laughs> NEO, all, all these ones, people don't even know what they are anymore. They were the biggest things for some time. There's so many altcoin flavors of the month. They come and go. You just, and they all try to be the next Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Remember that, and that, and that will boost your confidence. And and do your his, do your research and see how all these altcoins have come and gone. And now they're like number two hundred when they were number three beforehand. They I've seen them all come and go, and only, only one has stayed number one, and that is Bitcoin because it is the next Bitcoin. And that's that that's it right there. So that's my word of advice. That's what I'm leaving with people. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam, and thank you guys for listening to the show today. And I hope you all have a good one. Bye.